Welcome back to Tales of Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm Adon. And this is our movie review of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, the movie. You can tell so you watched that questions. in Japanese. <laughs> the way you said that. Damn straight. I think this is going to be a short review. I can tell how you feel about it already. <laughs> Spoilers, have your recommendation, actually no, not your recommendation, you say you're going to see it, and I was like, you know what, I want to check it out. True. A long time ago, I used to watch anime, I was on VHS back in those days, and it got you into watching anime. I think the last time I think I saw an anime in the theater was a Ghost in the Shell movie. Was it Ghost in the Shell, or was it like uh, like one of the Miyazaki films? No, I saw a Ghost in the Shell in the theaters in New York yeah, way that was back a long time when. Ago. But, but I think it was like a special, like another, like a sequel. Okay, still a long time ago. The, the, the series, of course. So I wanted to see this. They were showing on IMAX, and I have to say, it started off good. Then I got lost. It doesn't help that I got lost because I fell asleep a couple of times. Real quick, before you give your thoughts, I'm going to give my premise on this, what I thought what happened here. Jujutsu Kaisen used to be a show or is a show. And sometimes what they do on certain shows, they, they do a OVAs, original video animation. That's what I thought it was. What it felt like, they crammed in a season into a movie. It started off good. At, there was a pace. There was something easy to follow. And there was time jumps. He was learning. And then there's a big fight. I was like, wait a minute, hold up. What? How did a big fight happen? And I'm sorry if I can't remember the names and all that stuff. And so I was lost. Kim, she saw it with me too. She dozed off a couple of times too. But the same token, she was like, wait a minute, what happened? What? Who? Especially the training sequence. You see him, the hero of the story. Yeah. He's with the warrior girl. And he's with the other guy who can only speak in food. The rice ball ingredients. And... Panda. I don't remember seeing him have a special mission with Panda. And then we are introduced to good. I, I was, I, I was like, did I go crazy? Did I, did I really go into a heavy sleep at one point? And then we were introduced to let's say his best friend. And then there's a big fight. And then there's people, other people that were never introduced, were just thrown into the mix. Am I wrong? Did they make this a movie out of episodes from a season? You're not wrong because I got that similar vibe. So yes, I did watch. It's only been one season. So far, okay. they are coming out with a season two. What this is, is technically a prequel to season one. That's why it's zero. Okay. Well, okay. I so, no, I don't get it. I'll All explain right. this. Like a lot of the characters that you're like, they introduced a lot of new characters, like in that Night of the Hundred Demons where they, uh, that you're talking about, where there was like this big epic battle in the city versus the school. All the new characters that they just throw in, they're all in like the second half of season one. This is where I got lost. Because mm -hmm. in order for to know that, you have to watch the season. I would have thought the same thing going into a prequel, that they would treat it with the same idea like, okay, this is going to be a prequel. Let's go ahead and give a little bit of filler, at least so you can get some understanding of who these characters are. Let's just not throw in people. Let's throw it off for a lot of, person, uh, a lot of people who are not used to the material in advance. And it's me and Kim. Again, how the story started off was pretty basic, pretty standard in a sense of you you meet the hero. Mm -hmm. There's a immediate conflict. Okay. And then you get to find out how to fix that conflict. And here, what it is, is I can't remember his name. I can only remember uh, uh, Utah. And his love interest, it was Rika. Yeah. 
Utah and Rica. And there are kids growing up in an orphanage, I believe, or they're in a hospital. Anyway, there's a bond. They promise through that friendship that they will be together forever, that they will marry when they get older. Then she is killed by a car accident. He thinks that he's cursed because he saw that happened. He saw her morph into a demonic being, not to eat him. That it gave the impression that it was attacking him, but it was more- A stage and, five cleaner. Right. But we come to find out that, I have no idea what you just said, but- Oh, wedding crasher, stage five cleaner. It really did uh, fly by. It flew by because I'm just, again, was confused by this. And then you find out it wasn't a curse like sent from her, but from him. Because he didn't want her to go. But he caused a spell. And then later on down the line, find out that he's related to Sensei. And I'm like, huh? But again, that's, that's, that's explained later on. Literally at and the end. the story on that sense of uh, him and her, it, in essence, this is a love story with uh, Rika and what's his name again? Utah. And he was able to be released after him committing himself totally to her because for a while he just felt guilty and he thought he was being punished. Mm -hmm. He realized that it was him all along that was punishing her without knowing it. He didn't do it directly. He put her in the way of purgatory. Yeah. It started off really well. And I was like, I get it. And it was very like anime in a way of grotesque and this form figures the way I used to remember when I used to watch it. 1980s at but, its greatest, man. But then after his second mission with Food Boy, then I got lost. When they're in that big battle, he learns how to heal people. I was like, how did he learn to heal people? How did he... Freaking learn how to call out a special spell that Food Boy can do. I was like, um, what? They didn't show I, how he learned. Did that. I miss that? I have a theory, but they didn't show it. That's why, to me, it felt like this prequel, the first season that you say, is that they just cut it up and just put it in and like, you know what? Let's just get it out there and let the fans figure it out or let the viewers figure it out or don't. I mean, it would have been nice to figure out how he got that. Now, granted, yes, he's a relative of Sensei, but you got to know how to learn or how to do these things. You I mean, can use the plot armor of like, oh, he's naturally gifted and he's just innately skilled and talented. But I agree with you. You, you got to have some kind of thing, clue to show that he can do that rather than all of a sudden he does it. In the beginning, he was always fearful he was always being bullied and then he'll call out his love and she'll come and take care of business felt like in the beginning it felt like in a way of death note and instead of writing it down and taking care of the the, the people later it just happened right there oh uh, like a reflex you know, oh, yeah, you yeah. Know, like in death note the person who holds the book controls demon where here is the demon and the person is, is always connected. They're always connected, those two. I'm, I'm talking way too much. What did you get out of it? Well, for one, the sensation that you're getting, I, I understand. When I was watching it, it was pretty much feeling like if they took several episodes, smooshed them together, and that was the movie. Like if it was a mini season put together. I've seen movies done that way, but it did feel that way. As I'm watching, I'm like, because I knew you watched it before me, and I'm like, oh, this is why it has so many questions. Because <laughs> if I was a person that never watched the show or had no idea what this was, even though I'm an anime fan, you watch it and you get more questions out of it. Mm -hmm. I got the pacing. I understood the motive of the villain because that part you fell asleep on. Oh, me on. too. Oh, oh, you did. That part was kind of cool. I, I understood that. Who was the villain's name again? I always forget but it. No, I, 
because his name yeah, is so similar he... to uh, the main character, uh, the main teachers. That's why I only bother to remember the main teacher. His goal is just but... basically he believes human beings are essentially on par with monkeys. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Magneto philosophy. Sorcerers mm-hmm. are the next stage of evolution. He's an extremist. The thing was with him, though, say he was hired to do an exorcism. Can he captures it? Then he takes it and puts it himself. So he's able to absorb that demon or put it into a cage, if you will, and use it for his purpose. Correct. That's his at a later ability. time. There are different abilities, but that's his unique ability. I got that part. Yeah, a lot of a lot of sorcerers will have their own unique ability that's like by blood, mm-hmm. and then there's the ones that don't have it by blood. Like one thing you may have realized. Panda has stuffing. Huh? Yeah, like Panda, you're not stuffing. healed. He's like he has stuffing coming out of him. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. I was like, why is he like a Twinkie? It's like a the filling sticking out. But what I did so like about when he <laughs> when he did fight, he got more feral. Correct. He came. He almost looked like looked like a werewolf in that mm-hmm. sense, like in the sense of his face and the and the very muscular. That comes and from lean. the first season. Uh, they explain his ability. He's technically a puppet, a puppet made by another sorcerer, the principal of the school. Mm-hmm. He was given three souls and they're like animal souls. Body is okay. that of a panda, but then he's given a, like a soul of a gorilla and then a soul of something else. And they're like his brothers and mm-hmm. they live in him in him at the same time and can alter his oh. body to gain certain attributes. So you know, like he, he's more than just the panda itself. It's kind of unique, but it's fun. So I would say coming from the show, and I've been re-watching the show after I watched the movie. Where can you see the show? Oh, you can watch it uh, a lot of different areas. HBO Max, subbed and dubbed. I didn't know that. Crunchyroll. Right. Those are going to be the two biggest ones. Is the movie on HBO Max? No, they didn't release it to HBO Max. Because the movie was done in 2021. So what's the show? Well, I understand that. I have not seen the movie advertised in the theaters until you brought up to my attention. And now it's by the time we're doing this recording, it is... March 2022. I know that it came out last year. And since it's on the series is on HBO Max, I was thinking that maybe we could have saved some money. Oh, I would have watched it. Yeah. Now, from what I saw and what I remembered, because I, I fell asleep. I, I mean, I just fell asleep a couple of times because we watched it with Japanese original language and subtitle. And it just got exhausting reading the subtitles. And I used to love reading subtitles and watching like the samurai films. Yeah. But on here, since a lot of times there are people talking very fast and there's multiple conversations going on or back to back. It was kind of hard to read and that sometimes can be exhausting in, uh, mm-hmm. in the whole noggin here. They do that same thing in the show and it's very common mm-hmm. for them to have like dialogue and then all of a sudden they're pumping information on the screen besides the dialogue. Right. I get that. Yeah, there's a lot to grasp. It would probably be better for us if you just if we saw it with the English dubbed version. But do you have any scenes that you liked? One thing is, and this goes into what I was talking about, like how I felt like it was a shorter season stuffed into one is mm-hmm. the art style oddly enough felt very similar if you're watching the show it's not that far different from the art styling on the on the movie that's a compliment in itself because i thought the art is very good like when they're doing scenery backgrounds when they mess the cgi to the 2d actually blends in very well mm-hmm. so i love mm-hmm. the art styling but as far as scenes that stuck together for me i would say one of the scenes where they were in the night of the hundred demons or Gojo, the guy with the blindfold, that's uh, his last name, Gojo. He's facing the, is he Moroccan? Or, his name is Miguel, the guy who looks like a food chef. So the guy that's in the end credit scene. Yes. And he's fighting okay. Miguel. And like you can just see him just slapping Miguel all across the city. I was laughing. I'm like, he, mm-hmm. oh, Miguel's catching those hands. The hand-to-hand combats look cool. 
and they look really nice to me. And that also goes in, uh, in par where they're using the three-sectional staff with the villain against Utah. The hand-to-hand -hand combats, that's really cool. I also kind of liked just how they rendered Rika. Like when you first see her coming out from the... Mm -hmm was this like stage two demon or something like that at the school and she just mm -hmm. burst out and then she's just going savage i thought that was kind of cool it's like a small scene but it was like unique and I, I liked it i think that's the first time we get to see her in full yeah you see her hands yeah, and other full. stuff like that yeah we see her at a, at a full not a full glory now until the end we see it yeah but we see how she is and and why he was so i guess scared because how grotesque she was yeah she was vicious she her love for him or that bond showed no mercy. Anything else? I laughed a couple of times because of the way they and they handle their characters. It's the same way they handle their characters in the show. Basically, all the students think uh, that their teacher, who is the blind guy, uh, he's not really blind. He's just blindfolded. Is an idiot. Right. What is that? You're again? like, why is he blindfolded? I thought it was cool because I was thinking like he's blindfolded because he's he's kind of doing like the daredevil thing. Like he can he doesn't need his eyes to see what's happening, or he doesn't see people, but he sees their aura, or he sees their mm -hmm. true demon, or what have you. That's how I was getting that. It seemed like things got, or his level changed uh, more intensely when his eyes were exposed. Correct. He's one time his eyes, himself. One, he's how, what? Think of it like this. Uh, the eyes are the window of the soul, right? So when he exposes mm -hmm. his eyes, he's uh, exposing his power out. His power is technically the concept of infinity. He is control of the void and everything at the same time, like the molecular level. So when he covers his eyes, it kind of puts a filter on. Kind of like Cyclops in the ruby glasses. Okay. But he can channel so when, it. So when he's not covered, he's at his ultimate level? Exactly. So like if he uncovers right. one eye, he's like, I'm going to just like raise the bar a little. Right. But then he, in one scene, he has both uncovered. I'm like, they don't show his real potential. The need for that. Well, no, the, the need for it. Because first his eyes are covered, then he's fighting, then the one eye is exposed, and then he's fighting again. And oh, then, um, well, I know the scene that you're talking about at the end when he meets his best friend again. And yeah. I want to say is because he was prepared to fight his best friend, but his oh. best friend was already like, "I lost an arm. I'm kind of sitting here." Mm -hmm. And again, on that that battle, we don't see that. Well, you see so, where he lost the arm. It was when he was fighting Rika. No, I know that part, but I'm just saying that because it was a big explosion kind of thing. Yeah, that happened right. But we don't really see it. And also, he fights Panda. We don't really see how Panda loses. He fights Food Boy. I don't know how, because I didn't see that happen. I don't see how that happened. It was like quick, fast, and hurry. I guess so, because we don't know. And I didn't see him fight Spear Girl. Maki, yeah. Her name, I Maki. remember. I was just watching an episode with her. But did they show the fight? Did I doze off and miss the fight? No, she's no. just down. She like lost a leg. And the thing is, like, I see her, and she's down to the ground. And I'm like, oh, when did that fight happen? We see that he knows about Rika. We find that later, like after the first battle with the school, the schoolyard, we know that he's there. He finds uh, the ID card. And then he's there again for the other mission where the Indian monkey thing that can snap his finger and sets up explosions where Food Boy and what's his name again? Utah. They're there. And we see that he's watching from above. He wants to see the demon come out and see more what she can do. I got that. But then it's like everyone knows he's there. And then the other members of the school come to join. Again, they're from that first season, apparently, that you said. We got to prepare for him. He's going to set something big. And then there he is. There's the big fight. I'm like, what the? So that's where I got lost because I know I, I did those off. I'll say that. I'll admit it. And then it felt like I missed like 20 minutes. They have a few time jumps in there. It would have been nice if they had that throughout the movie. Okay, this is what happens here. Like this is 2024. 
right? Now this is 2026 or showing us this is fall. This is spring. We only got that once when Uta is fighting Mika on the schoolyard training and Panda is saying, hey, he's doing very well after being here for six months. We only see the fighting part. We don't see him training, learning spells, learning how to heal learning how to borrow someone else's technique or spell. We don't see that, but we just see it happening. Yeah. I, just I, I, was like, I kind of, I, big- I got that too, because I was like, he innately did the healing thing technique. And I was like, okay, he did a ray from star Wars. Fine. I'll give him that. But then that's one thing versus he stole someone else's technique. So unless he has right. a natural, uh, because there are natural born techniques that are given by bloodline mm-hmm. uh, that's explained in the series so unless his bloodline somehow has the innate ability to steal techniques or duplicate techniques that would make sense and, and it would have been nice if they show that one way or another exactly i i don't disagree with would that have been, what i did enjoy from what i saw well it's three things I, I i did like the training with him and mika and i did enjoy when he was on those missions because you can see that he's bonding with them he's learning and he's trying to figure out his place because like in the second mission he's doing it because he wants to break the spell and he can't be scared where he was scared in the first mission but he wouldn't give up because he saw him that he had he rescued the kids he rescued Mika and that he was also, he found out that he was being protected inadvertently from Rika because he wasn't getting poisoned like the other words, like the girl and the two boys. They were being poisoned within the belly and he was carrying them out of that schoolyard. Not strong, but his determination, or, I'm sorry, his determination was his strength. So he wouldn't fall. He kept walking. That you see all that part of him, him having another learning moment. With Food Boy, he can't do it alone. It's teamwork. He's like Black Bolt. Essentially, yeah. That's a good reference. He'll say a command and it will happen. His innate ability is curse words. So the only words that don't trigger his ability are the ingredients of a sushi bowl. He always speaks that way. So, mm-hmm. but if he says anything, he could accidentally hurt an innocent or even himself. It's a two-way edge. It damages his throat. The more powerful it has to be. That's why he had that throat syrup for his throat when he gets horsed. And I did like at the end a big battle, even though I was confused as hell. Which I was is fair. more with all those characters. I didn't really care about all those characters, even though fans of that show were like, okay, cool. But I was more interested with main baddie, what was happening there. But again, it felt too rushed to get the story done, to get this movie done. Besides that, as one of my peeves, it was also how cheesy some of these dramatic moments are. It felt like a novella. Absolutely. I must do this to end the curse. And the music blasts and he does a pose. It's like, I'll defeat like, you with the power of friendship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like so dramatic. And the music is pumping. Can you just say it like, you know, over, dude? That's the part I was like, oh. Well, two things. One, definitely this felt like you needed to watch the show. The funny thing is the show completes this. They introduced the main villain from this movie in the show, but he feels like a background villain. Like he's assisting the main villains of the season one. Wait a minute. So he's not dead? They don't kill him at the end? Spoilers. this. I thought they killed him. No, they actually cut out the uh, the dialogue between his be- between the two of them, his best friend. And right. Him. So right. he says something to him that us, the audience, never see. Rewatching season one brings a whole new feel to the the relationship between the two of them okay. because now I don't know if like everything that was been happening in season one is really planned out between the two of them or not. It kind of makes the whole right. first mm-hmm. season changed. Well, for you, yes. Yeah. The other part, Utah is not in season one at all. He, he, that's what, 
Thanks. That's, that's okay. So now the end credit makes no sense. No, no, it does because they reference Utah in like two because in season one is a year later in the movie they're first years they're freshmen and the first season they're considered second years so a whole yeah. year has gone by and they go into uh, the arc where it's like an inter inter school tournament and uh, they're like well where's Yuda I want to compete with him like he was the big bad last year like he was like that rank special and he's like oh no he's abroad so that one scene there is supposed to happen after season one and Skojo. Mm-hmm going to get utah they could have done that in the sense of put it a year later yeah put a timeline on her because before the credits happen they're all walking together to go to school or start another semester whatever it was they're together all four of them the, the sensei utah a spear girl panda mm-hmm. food boy they leave all together and then at the end of the credits they're in the city somewhere as Utah talking to Miguel and they're like best friends and the sensei shows up. And it's like, surprised to see me, huh? What? No, mm-hmm. you guys were just going to school. What are you talking about? You were about to give a clap. I was like, how? I had to put that together to myself. I was watching. I'm like, what, what? Oh, yeah. And so I started watching season one. Like, you'll see his image of Reka and Utah in, a, in like mm-hmm. a description. And they give him like, as they say, he's like this big tough character. But you never see any real scenes with him in this first season. So I'm like, this is all to, I guess, prep you for season two, because they're probably bringing him back for season two. I can understand like every like superhero movie, like, you know, the backstory of Batman, Superman, yeah, America story. And then we watch the movie It's okay for us that they don't do our origin story. I guess that's similar to here where, you know, the characters due to this, the first season, but for me who has never seen this show and be confused. And rightly oh, yeah. so. Granted, first half laid down a nice story, and then at the halfway mark, they went, they went, they flipped yeah. it all over the place, and I was just, I was totally the, lost. The story could have been cleaned up a little bit better. They could have saved that end for another movie. I would dare say if just have, if they just said the night parade where the city was being attacked and just let that part happen off screen and just focus on the on the the school being attacked and, right. and then give a little bit more emphasis on what was happening with Utah, why he can do the duplicate ability because th- that was a easily 15 to 20 minutes that they did on the city alone being attacked. That could have so, yeah, filled that up been. with so it could have easily changed that pacing. One thing I will say that I personally wasn't a fan of and which surprised me was the music score. They're having some English music and then they had some yeah. Yeah. other kind of music and then it was like which yeah, they, was they not- do have english music in the series but the series music is actually a lot better which that surprised me. i was like wow oh, that's a change like i enjoy the music in the in the series a lot better than i did in mm-hmm. the in the movie well it's time for reviews <laughs> absolutely All right, this is short we we rant longer than anticipated. it's because i needed to understand being a person who has never seen the show but wanted to watch an anime movie and support you because i know you love anime um <laughs> For me, this is a waste of time. I would say that's fair. Uh, like if you've never watched a show, especially if, uh, if you're not a fan of it, this would be a waste of time for it. If you are a, a fan of the show and you, you're you up to date with the show, what was our other? other? Uh, updated reviews is, well, waste of time. You didn't like it. Worth your time, worth your money. Okay. Instead of owning it or to go into theater like we did. Definitely say worth the time, 100%. If you want to spend uh, worth your money, I would lean towards it because I would dare say anytime you go to the theater, it's probably going to be like you and maybe 10 people at most. <laughs> well, yeah, for me, it was like the IMAX theater, eight of us. Exactly. I had about the same ratio. <laughs> and you know what? Even if you have one or two people talking, 
when you have just like they're usually in the upper seats and you're by yourself, you can kind of be a little bit forgiving because you're like, I have all the rest of the seats to myself unless they're super annoying. But okay, for you though, what it was you, do you think, say this was on HBO Max, would you have gone to the theater? Would you have wasted your money or would you have stayed home and watched on HBO Max? Oh, I would have watched it on HBO Max, 100%. Right, so you would have saved your money. Mm -hmm. So it's worth the watch for you. That is not worth your money. Not in this sense, no. Okay, that's it. I, I don't want to spend any more time on this. <laughs> All, right. All right, everyone. Thank you for watching our review of Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Let us know what you thought if you've seen it or have you seen the show. Because right now it is streaming on HBO Max. The show that is, not the movie. Do you like the show or not? Let us know. Until next time, we'll be the next time. I am Angel. I'm Adon. Love you, bro. Love you.